Brendan Brisson shows up at the rookie faceoff camp wearing Riley Smith's number 19. Even with Smith's blessing, was it too soon to have another player wear the fabled Misfits jersey? We'll discuss next, coming up right here on Locked On Golden Knights. Your Locked On Golden Knights, your daily podcast on the Vegas Golden Knights, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi again, everyone. Tony Cardasco, Chris Golick from Las Vegas. Thanks for making us your first listen each and every day. Find us wherever you get your podcast. And also, please subscribe to the YouTube channel that is Locked On Golden Knights. Today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case, providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat 50-plus infections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E, medical.com. So, Chris, yesterday we saw Brendan Brisson on the ice at the rookie team, rookie face-off, their first gathering, their little mini camp. Uh, rookie team, air quotes. He's on the rookie team, Brendan Brisson. Stop it. And he was wearing Riley Smith's number 19 jersey. And I kind of have mixed reactions over that. Smith is gone, as we know. He was sent to Pittsburgh there um, in a trade at the end of the season. I I just think that this is too soon. I I felt like maybe they should have just let his jersey be out of respect, some sort of respect, uh, for about a year. And then you could resurface it, bring it back. Now, I understand Brendan Brisson and his background and how – he wore number 19. Um, he started to wear it when he was a young guy, and then he wore it at the University of Michigan. And so now we're going to see number 19, Brendan Brisson. And I think that there's a lot of meaning here uh, with him wearing that number. Of course, he had reached out to, he said, someone from the Golden Knights, a current player, had a discussion about whether or not he should approach Riley Smith, and he did, and then Riley Smith said, take care of her, uh, meaning take care of the jersey. And I just, you know, to me, I just think there's more of a spotlight than we've seen here on Brendan Brisson. Even, you know, the number 19 jersey notwithstanding, we just felt like this might be a make or break year. Uh, What are your thoughts about him wearing the number 19 jersey? Is there any symbolism behind this? I think he did it so it would take the attention off you dogging him every show that we do whenever we bring oh, his I like name that. up. Oh, that's good. I, th- okay. I think that's why he did it, honestly. No, um, you know, there's a few ways to take this right now. I get, you know, people, they like their numbers, they're superstitious, fine, whatever to that. Feels like it's a little bit too soon. Um, quick shout out, for, I guess. Um, I wrote an article that's coming out. Uh, it'll be out by the time this podcast is out about what four faces could they carve onto Lone Mountain, our own little Mount Rushmore? What four <laughs> BGKs can they Lone carve Mountain. onto Lone Martin? You like that? And yeah. um, Riley Smith was one of the four. So, I mean, it feels like it's a little bit too soon. Like, if those two numbers are so important to Brisson, how about go the 91 route, like reverse it or something like that. We've seen players do that in the past. 
I kind of partially like it, though, because maybe he's kind of going to take on a little bit of a villain type of role. Maybe he's not concerned about the fan reaction and stuff like that. And, you know, he's saying, hey, I'm number 19. This is who I am and uh, deal with it. And as Golden Knights fans, um, I get that there's going to be mixed reviews on that. But listen, for what the fans have been through as far as roster turnover, um, very beloved players, you know, being traded away and what have you and all that. Golden Knights fans should be pretty numb to this and they shouldn't be too upset with Brisson because this is a part of the game. And even though the Golden Knights are only uh, six years old, so to speak, the fans have seen a lot as far as beloved players leaving. So, you know what, this isn't that big of a deal in the grand scheme of things. And pretty much the reaction, I didn't see mixed reactions at all. I thought that it was all favorable, but maybe perhaps call me, you know, someone who's a traditionalist or what have you. And I just said, call you know, I think this is way too, what's that? I said, I'll call you something. Yeah, for sure. But I definitely thought that this was way too soon. And I know that in the post uh, practice presser yesterday, for Brendan Brisson, he said that he has respect for Riley Smith, meaningful to the organization, to the city of Las Vegas. I thought it was, again, just a pretty bold change. And going back to why he wears number 19, Jonathan Taze um, became the player that he adored because his dad is an agent and Taze was hanging around the Brisson family. I think when he explained things, I felt a little bit better uh, about him wearing that number 19. I mean, sure, it, it's good to get the explanation and it's good to find out that there's multiple number 19s he looked up to. And uh, Jonathan Taves is definitely uh, possibly the best, at least I'm trying to think of another 19 that would really grab my attention right now, but definitely one of the best modern day number 19s to uh, look up to. Was Eiserman number 19? I feel like Eisman may have been 19. I feel like he might have been number I could, 19. I'll look at that when, when we're yapping in a few minutes here. Yeah. So, I mean, listen, I get it. It's I'm not I'm not mad about it, and I'm, I mean, nothing can make me mad at this point. I, I honestly can care less. But I, I just trying to think what the fan reaction is going to be, if it's going to be more, more love, and hate's not the right word, more love than people chirping about. More love than chirps. There you go. That's a better way to say it. I know there's many Golden Knight fans that just hate to acknowledge any type of change in this organization. Um, and Riley Smith, the, the cut, you know, still hasn't healed yet. You know, we still got the mark from uh, the stitches uh, in losing Riley Smith. So there's going to be a few fans that are going to be like, really, you have to remind me of this every day. And I get that. But at the end of the day, you know, I, I credit Brisson for making the change, speaking about the change. And, mm -hmm. You know, he's got the right reasons, and he reached out directly to Riley Smith, which is a nice touch. He said he talked to a player. I mean, it's obviously either Mark Stone or March or so, someone along those lines. They mm -hmm. had a conversation, and he got the blessing. And maybe this is his way of saying, listen, I'm one of the big boys now, and uh, you're going to see me around, uh, you know, around these parts a lot more instead of uh, in Henderson. So, you know what, good well, for son. And if this ignites him, a, a number on his jersey, so be it. Let's go. He feels as though he sounded very confident. He feels like he can compete for that position vacated by Riley Smith as well. I think what would take the sting off is if we see number 19 uh, there at the Dollar Loan Center rather than at T-Mobile Arena, just being honest and frank about that. And all summer long, he said that he worked on his pacing. 
He said that he worked on his reload tracking, and he also worked a ton on his board battles. So he's trying to become a more physical player and a player that would fit into Bruce Cassidy's system. I'm going to ask you this question. Do you think that we will see him up with a VGK this upcoming season? Um, first of all, Steve Eiserman did wear number 19, so another really good, good number 19. To I look thought up number to. 19 sounded legit. Yeah, I was pretty sure, and I'm sure there's some other really good ones out there. So your question was, will we see Brisson at some point this season playing for the Golden Knights? Um, if the only answer is yes or no, my answer is yes, but there's going to be a yes and a a Mike Tirico type asterisk. Well, not not with it. an asterisk. Oh, geez. There's God. a lot of that lately, isn't there? There's a lot yeah, of that too in, much. in the NFL When they right start now. doing that to my Jets, man, we don't need asterisk. We no, are, no, you know, no, no, no. This, this, we are this already is, an asterisk. The this Jets is standard are operating okay. procedure for the Jets right now. Standard operating procedure yeah, for the Jets. Lifetime asterisk. I've been there. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. Um, so we'll see Brosan as long as we have, I say we, the Golden Knights, have a typical injury season where everyone gets injured from this first line to the second line to the third line to the fourth line to the water boy, to the equipment manager and to Mark Stone missing 45 more games because his back gives out. So Brisson, you know, if he can stay healthy and uh, I don't think he makes the team directly out of camp. I just don't see a path, especially with uh, the Comtois signing. I think Comtois is certainly much farther along and ready to contribute right now at the NHL level. But Brisson, this is his first opportunity to really show what he's made of. I mean, he should dominate the, what, three face-off games the Golden Knights are going to have of uh, Friday, Saturday. We'll talk more about that in the next segment. But Friday, Saturday, and I think Monday, Monday. is their final yeah, game. Monday. And that'll be at City National. At but, um, yep. So and I'll, I'll be going down there today. I'm going to get a little coverage of practice and I just kind of hang out and see what's going on. And then I might hit one of the games. We'll see how my schedule allows for the weekend. But, you know, Brisson is announcing his presence right now. He's announcing that, hey, um, I'm one of the guys that's going to be a big part of this team in the future. And I don't think it's going to be this year. I mean, there's two paths to Brisson getting a lot of a lot of playing time with the Golden Knights this year. The first path is injury. It happens all the time. The second path is one that Golden Knight fans do not want to acknowledge, and I'll get roasted for this, but if the season doesn't go the way Golden Knight fans want it to, there could be some key pieces being traded around that have expiring contracts. Stevenson, so. Um, it could possibly happen, which would open up some roster spaces and would give the Golden Knights a shot to really see what Brisson is made of to help for the 24-25 season. So wait, so you have... Maxine Kumquat making the team. Kumquat, I th- oh, I think Kumquat definitely can. <laughs> I called him Kumquat. You didn't even I, get it. Okay. I know. I I skipped right. Just past glossed it. over that. I skipped I right past it. Um, no, I think Kumquat definitely is going to make. If it's going to be Brisson or Kumquat, it's definitely Kumquat. I think that's certainly. Um, he's got the experience and everything. And Brisson still, I think, needs time. I mean, uh, you mentioned uh, Brisson talked about board battles and reload, mm-hmm. all things you've heard Cassidy mention a ton during post-game pressers, pre-game pressers, and every time. I mean, there's two things that there's two things that if you do as a professional hockey player on a Bruce Cassidy coach team, if you do these two things well, you will be on his team. And that is when your races win your board battles. You do those two things, he will find a spot to play you every single night. 
Brisson listened apparently, and he's mentioning these things. And don't get me wrong, if Brisson is talking about board battles, that's that's verbal warfare. That's that's the game within the game. He knows what what Cassidy wants, and you know, you wonder how much Cassidy watches uh, other media endeavors and what what the players are saying and stuff like that. It could get in his head a little bit. I like it. Definitely under a microscope, Brendan Brisson. Uh, said he spent 15 to 20 days in Los Angeles working out and six weeks back in Michigan. And he also said that Ryan Craig is very detail oriented. I think he said orientated, but we'll let that slide. And he said that he's a winner too. So it's going to be interesting to see the path of Brendan Broussant. I say again, I say make or break season for him. And why, I think why, putting, why he's, I think 20, they're putting a lot of he's eggs. In, he's 21. I think they're putting a lot of eggs into his basket. I, I just think that they are relying on him no. to pretty much break through. I, I really do. I so. That's my no. feel. Nah. Coming up next, the rookie face off. Well, we have our own face off going on myself and Gallic, but we'll tell you about the rookie face off when we return right after this on locked on golden Knights. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. So that is why Jace Medical offers the Jace case. The Jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use and gives you a peace of mind so that you are not just hoping that you have access to medication in an emergency, but it actually helps you and you can find it. Jace Medical makes sure that you have medication in hand. Jace Medical is simple. They handle everything from the online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication delivery and ongoing consultation and care. Don't get caught for the unprepared. Save more than $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical. Plus, you'll get an additional $20, just $20 off, I should say, just by using the code locked on at checkout at jacemedical.com. That's Jace Medical, J-A-S-E, JaceMedical.com, and use the promo code Locked On. We are back on Locked On Golden Knights. Tony Cardasco and Chris Golick from Las Vegas. Thanks for making us your first listen. And thanks for making us your first listen each and every day. Starting Monday, we return to five days a week. And we're going to be very spicy, I'm sure with all of the content that will be provided. Some of that content will be including the rookie face-off. Uh, so yesterday, VGK's director of player development, Will Nickel, uh, met with the media just to talk about the difference from development camp. I'm not going to call it dev camp. I don't know. Okay. Uh, but at development camp, 40 players are there, and now 27 or 28 players for the rookie face-off. Rookie face-off, he says, will have a different feeling. It is going to be very intense. Why? Because players, first of all, they want to really make it to the VGK camp and the tryout next week. I think that's probably the, the biggest thing. Um, he said players are competing as well um, with each other, you know, for spots in camp with VGK next week. They're uh, competing against other teams. And it's a pretty important weekend here for Vegas Golden Knights. And Brisson sounded like he was going to be there next week. He said all the preseason games and what have you. So I think he's he is definitely going to try to take on a different role. Um, we know now that, Chris, the intensity level goes up for these players in rookie camp. 
Yeah, I mean, it's all about checkpoints and crossing accomplishments off of uh, your checklist, right? You know, you you go to the rookie face-off, you have a good rookie face-off, and then you get invited to training camp, and you last in the camp as long as you can. And, you know, maybe uh, someone gets lucky and makes it all the way, or maybe uh, someone else gets hurt along the way of, you know, one of the regular Golden Knight players who's expected, obviously, to be on the roster. And then that's where one of the rookies has an opportunity to, you know, show what they can do. And then, you know, they go up there and hopefully uh, they can make it impossible for uh, them to be sent back down. And that's a story that does happen throughout the NHL. And, you know, of course, it's Brisson is really the most ready of the players that can contribute at that type of level. And because not to he's forget not a about rookie. How's he not a rookie, Tony? I don't know. Go ahead, man. He's played 65 AHL games, and then he was in Michigan for the two years prior to that. And then he was in the USHL in Chicago and Green Bay. So, I mean, he's on the very standard rookie track right now. Now, if he plays in the rookie faceoff and all of that next year, next year, yeah. then we can maybe cross a different takeaway number 19. This. Yeah, takeaway number 19. There you go. Yeah, you feel shame. But um, you know, it's not just about about um what Brisson is gonna do. And like I don't think Korzak, I got the roster here. Like, I don't think we're seeing like some of the other regulars up there who have played with the Golden Knights. So you wonder which one of the I mean, Lucas Cormier is probably where the, coming, yeah. where the rest of the attention is gonna be. Yeah, and term limits there, for these rookie face-offs for some of these guys. Not rookies. Fair enough. Uh, one of the players that was highlighted yesterday was Matias Sapovalev. Um, and he looks as though he is pretty long and wiry. Uh, but they said that he put on weight and said that he put on good weight. And they feel as though this would be a big camp for him. Uh, the 2022 48th player uh, drafted. And I'd like to see some of him. And they talk about him having a great opportunity um, to make a name for himself. If you play well these next uh, three out of four days, you could earn, again, that chance to go to camp. I think the competition's going to be fierce once they get to camp, especially for Riley Smith's spot. Let's face it, it's going to be pretty pretty big, the battles that we're going to see there. And it, it, here's something, too, uh, Chris, that occurred to me. We know that Bruce Cassidy toyed with the lineup right and all those line changes and lineup changes pretty much consistently through christmas and then he started to refine things a little bit more and even late in the season he jumbled lines we're going to see the same the same effect here this year i feel like we're going to see it more so no you definitely need to and you know the line jumbling conversation really started about this time last season because Oh, keep the misfits together. Keep the misfits together. It has to happen, you know. And Cassidy himself came out and said, well, we'll try that and maybe we'll break them up and we'll see where it goes. And obviously, um, it wound up going pretty well having, you know, the misfits uh, pretty spread out, so to speak. Um, looking at the roster, we're talking a lot about Riley Smith. I don't know. It, it depends on the path that starting with Bruce Cassidy. So, if you want to keep Nick Wah buried on the fourth line, fine, so be it. But Nick Wah is the best internal piece the Golden Knights have to plug and play 
into Riley Smith's former positions on the team for the power play, for the penalty kill, and then for that spot on the wing alongside of William Carlson. So that is the first domino that I think needs to fall to see what's going to happen after that. And then if that were to happen, now you have the gap at the fourth line center, most likely Brett Howden, even Michael Amadio is listed as a center, as is Jonathan Marcheseau, Tony, so there you go. Um, the competition right now, if Comtois is going to compete for a roster position day one with the team, you have five horses, you like that, Tony? You have five mm-hmm. horses competing for three spots. And so we're talking Howden, Amadio, Dorofiev, Cotter, and now Comtois. You have one spot, basically. Let's just say we're going with the lines that ended last season. So that basically has the line two winger role with Stone and Stevenson, assuming Howden, they they don't keep Howden in that spot. And then you have two wing positions uh, on the left and right side of William Carlson. So that's the storyline coming out of camp for me. That's really what I want to see. And then uh, back to the rookie side of things. I know that's what the segment's more or less about. Goaltenders. Um Outside of Patera, who's next? Because the Golden Knights are probably going to use four goaltenders next year. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what they do with the goaltend. And uh, Seville's not that tall, folks, okay? (laughs) Even with the platform shoes or skates that are up a few inches, he's still less than, they said, what they said, less than about six foot. Okay, that's another story. Uh, So starting today, rookie faceoff, Chris, uh, VGK plays the Ducks today at 7 o'clock, and the Cup will be in attendance, right? Get there early, and you can take a photo with the Cup, like the Gallic family. <laughs> yeah, the Cup will be there. I'm not sure the exact layout, but the Cup will be in attendance Friday and Saturday um, at the Dollar Loan Center for VGK's rookie face-off games. And I'm not sure if the minimum price tickets are still out there, but 15 20 25 bucks, whatever that number is, just to go and get a picture with the Stanley Cup. That's 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 money well spent, in my uh, humble opinion. And then you get a shot to hang out at the Dollar Loan Center and pay uh, 16 bucks for popcorn, and it's going to be a great time. They lowered the prices. It was like 7 bucks after we all complained about it. But we'll see uh, We'll see if that holds up uh, for this season or not. Stanley Cup champions uh, even has a premium at the AHL level. So, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. That's going to be the first report, Tony, the concession stand prices. That's going to be the first breaking news. Where does the where does the the town crier fit into this entire weekend for you? Uh, on Saturday they take on San Jose seven o'clock Golden Knights against the Sharks. That's a good the game. Baby, right baby Sharks, the Baby Barracuda. Sharks, Barracuda. Uh, Dollar Loan Center as well, and then Monday three o'clock the afternoon matinee at City National against Colorado. Coming up next, it is that time of the week again. It is WTF What the Friday. Return with more right after this on Locked On Golden Knights. Welcome back to Locked On Golden Knights. Tony Cardasco, Chris Golick from Las Vegas. Thanks for making us your first listen. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel, Locked On Golden Knights. And, of course, you could find us at Twitter. If you're watching us on YouTube, you can see our little Twitter handles, little bird X. This should turn to X here, not the little birdie, dude. Uh, at TD Chris G, at Tony Dasco, at Lockdown VGK, WTF. Frank Saravalli, okay, yesterday said that the Avalanche 
are examining options in the goalie market, WTF. Uh, Pavel Fransus, not completely recovered from his offseason abductor surgery. There's concern he will miss some time. He played in just 16 games, 16 starts, I should say, for the Avalanche last season. The question here in WTF, Bill, BGK's got a lot of goaltenders. Where? Did they make a move? Where? No. No, they'll probably go to Montreal has three goaltenders on the roster. That's probably the first place they go. There's some, Why not uh, trade with the Avalanche? Give, no. Get rid of some of these Who goalies. Who are you going to trade? Who are you get don't have get a lot some of future considerations. You got you got Jesper Vekman, uh, yes, Seville, yeah. right. and uh, Pipirni, who, no disrespect, have no trade value whatsoever. And you need one of them to back up uh, to back up Patera. And then you need someone wait, wait, to wait. Last to year you said to trade LT. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Two years ago now. But yeah, well, I did. Two absolutely years I did. Wow. Okay. Absolutely. So that was also assuming Robin Leonard was, you know, going to be, uh, I don't know if you're going down that path or not. But okay. well, we that was can. assuming Robin Leonard was going to be in the picture as well when I said that. But you know, Okay. All I have to all. find my little text uh, to you. Okay. Who well, you do that. I'll, I'll fire Leonard. one off while you do that. How's that? I'll fire one off while yeah, you do Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do that. So, Meechkoff, this is such a bizarre story out of Philadelphia. Meechkoff was the seventh overall pick by the Philadelphia Flyers. He currently has a KHL contract for three more seasons. Flyers draft him. We'll see you in three years, bro. Cool, fine, whatever to that. Dude goes back to the KHL. He gets healthy scratched in three of his team's first four games. His coach says he's the 13th forward on the team. So then, to make it even crazier, he gets loaned to a new KHL team. They are just messing with this guy for getting drafted to the National Hockey League. It is such a bizarre turn of events. And it's one of the things I look forward to every day when I write my daily Nuggets article on Vegas Hockey Now, just kind of talking about what's happening around the NHL landscape. Philly Hockey Now is like the first one I check to see what the next crazy goofiness is happening. And it's such a wacky story to follow. And when this guy does eventually come to the National Hockey League, if they let him out of Russia, which who, who the heck knows at this point, it's going to be um, interesting what types of stories come out. So WTF to uh, the KHL and whatever team is screwing with uh, Mishkov as a dude just trying to you know become a professional hockey player. Uh, WTF. So, yes, let's uh, just talk a little bit about Robin Leonard. A couple of things here. Number one, uh, Kelly McCrimmon was on Sirius XM radio this past week and said nothing at all. There was no mention of Robin Leonard's name, nor was there a question about Leonard. So that was probably rigged. That was probably rigged, that interview. And then um, citing a citing from a really good source uh, that I know here in Las Vegas. Um where Robin Leonard is back here in Southern Nevada. Um, his, uh, I guess his son is playing some hockey league or whatever. So he's enrolled there. And the reports are that Leonard has put on a lot of weight. And so now at least we know where Robin Leonard is. Um, do you think that perhaps uh, WTF, do you think that perhaps he is here uh, to have conditioning meetings and you know be around the team what in the world i know he's going to be on ltir people think vgk i think as an organization there we go as an organization i think that they don't want us to even think about robin leonard and what they're going to do with him 
But it is showtime, folks. And it's time to figure out and let the public know here and your fans what's going on with Robin Leonard, okay? I don't know. I mean, just let the dude live his life. There's some crazy stuff happening there, unfortunately. And he does have a family. There's children involved. And it's impossible to keep everything private because it clowns like me and you talking about this stuff all the time. And it's news and people do want to hear about it. So that's why we do need to talk about it. But in the same breath, you know, I, I love just talking about or at least trying to bring up the human elements in sports and the fact that these are human beings with real life problems like me and you and everyone else. And just because they're a professional athlete, it doesn't make the problems go away, which is clearly the case with, you know, Robin Leonard and whatever is going on right there. So if he's in Vegas, if he's living his life and being a father and a husband and everything that goes into that, so what? Good for him. I hope uh, things are going well. If he's put on some pounds, okay. I mean, listen, it happened. Life happens. Whatever's going on, you know, whether at some point he's trying to get back in, whether he's here for conditioning, whether he's here just living, whatever it is, hopefully uh, things are going well. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um yes. So here's an interesting one out of San Jose. You mentioned uh, the Barracuda earlier in the rookie faceoff, so it got me thinking. No, I call them the baby sharks. Okay. Baby sharks, that works too. So Martin Kaut was an AHL player in the San Jose Sharks organization playing with the Barracuda. Reports came out over the summer that the Barracuda coaching staff would pick out a player on the opposing team every single night, and they wanted Kaut to challenge him to a fight. They literally wanted Kaut to fire to fight every single night. That is incredibly irresponsible. That is incredibly just poor coaching if that happened. And their AHL coach, John McCarthy, uh, did make a statement about it uh, this week, basically saying, listen, no, we did not ever do that. We wanted to play physical and this, that, and the other. But as far as targeting someone to fight, not necessarily. And then McCarthy went on to say there was some you know, bad communication and players were out for themselves. It, the AHL San Jose Barracuda seemed like a hot mess, but it's interesting to see what and how this is all going to shake out with uh, Martin Kaut of the Barracuda. And then one more, um, one more from me, and then you can go to where you, wherever you want to take this, Tony. Um, I appeared with Locked on Sharks this week, and it wasn't that bad. It wasn't that bad. We had a good uh, conversation, me and JD, talking. Um, it was more actually targeted about the Golden Knights and the state of uh, the franchise. And, you know, I couldn't decide. And then right before the show started, I said, screw it. I'm putting my Stanley Cup hat on. got to, you know, throw a little shade there. And I was like, eh, is it the right thing to do? And then JD does the intro, Stanley Cup, Golden Knights. We've saved the for last i'm like okay i'm glad i wore my hat but after that moment it was actually it was a good conversation and i actually wanted to talk more sharks hockey with them because i do think the sharks are going in the right direction with the moves that they made they got rid of carlson and it wasn't a great trade what they did but they basically sped the process up about two years to start their rebuild instead of the remaining four years that carlson had on his contract not to get too deep into that so wtf it wasn't that bad being unlocked on san jose sharks WTF. First, Jonathan Marchessault is quoted as saying about Bruce Cassidy, it hasn't always been sunshine and rainbows between us. We yelled at each other after a couple of, uh, during a couple of games, a couple of times during the season and into the playoffs. So now VGK is hyping up its new book. They're selling the book. It hurts to win. And on social media, State-run book club, state-run book club 
is now having a March or so quote, uh, Bruins desire to win as as big Bruins. Bruce's desire. I was wondering about that. <laughs> yeah. Bruce's I screwed that up. Take two. Okay. Bruce's desire to win as as big as my desire to win. He's a winner. He won it in the first year with us. He's a winner, blah, blah, blah. And I'm a winner. That's something that no one can take away from us. We're winners. Great. Okay. Quit it with the propaganda. Because there was tension between these two. And they only took like the positive side of that quote. Not let me write this book about last season. WTF. Uh, WT. I, I want the asterisks, asterisks, and rig all over the place to be on the. That'd cover. be great. You like state-run book club, though. That was okay. pretty good, actually. That was pretty good. I like that for once. Okay, so <laughs> the NHL PR's um, player media tour. I don't know where I got Bruins for Bruce, but he was with the Bruins. Okay, the player media tour was here. It was in our own backyard this week at City, City National. National. Yep. Several NHL superstars were there, including. Jack Eichel and Mark Stone. It's a media tour. Crosby, how come, Bernard. How come local media was not invited? This is the media tour, and all they invited were national media people. That's WTF. a fair question. Honestly, I was kind of wondering about that. I was reading like articles on like on Sportsnet and stuff like that, and you see Henderson, Nevada, and you know it's I don't know it's. All, all Canadian media, media, Tony. There you go. All Canadian media. <laughs> WTF. The live stream for the rookie face-off. We haven't even gotten into this. I just hope it's improved. Okay? As long as it's there. If they live stream it, obviously, from Dollar Loan Center, it's going to be fine because the sight lines are fine. There's no way to get a good stream from city national for a whole multitude of reasons. One being it's small and you know, it's, there's not a good place to film end to end hockey really, unless you put an individual camera person in each of the four corners glass level, that's the only way you're going to get any really good video where you would enjoy watching it as you know, someone likes watching hockey because it's closer. You got the glass. You don't got to get through the netting and stuff like that. So that would be really the only way you can fix that. Now at the dollar loan center, I mean, as long as it's equal to at least equal to an AHL TV broadcast, it'll be fine. I mean, got AHL TV. I don't know if it's changed. I invested in AHL TV during the COVID years and all of that just year, I should say, because I just wanted to watch more hockey and right. it was awful. I'm sure we WTF that a bunch of times, but early WTF yeah. HL hockey as well. HLTV, pardon me. Well, and at the Dollar Loan Center, to your point, they have a really nice control room and they're high tech and they have good. It better be. It's got to be better there. In previous years, my favorite is watching these games. I'd watched last year, right? Didn't they have it last year? Yeah. Was it? In, I forgot where it was. In any event, um, the puck. When it leaves the zone, the camera still stays glued there, and all we're seeing is empty ice. The AHL TV streams that we're talking about. No, 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 I've watched like the rookie face off. Oh, because that's how the AHL TV stream is like, especially <laughs> when there's a power the play. Ice. Yeah, no, when there's a power play, the camera's fixed in the other end. Yeah. What? Really quick here, and then we'll take this home. Just, but follow, we're going just follow the stinking puck, right? W but yeah. the AHL TV, like if there's a power play. Okay. The right frame 
If you're looking to your left side of your TV, folks, just work with me here, okay? Okay. The right side of the frame should be the on the blue line, so you can see the hands. Do exactly. the graph with no, the hands. Stop. Okay. So I'll draw some in a second here, but you should see the right side. You should see the blue line on the right side of your TV and the net on the left side of your TV, so you can see everything happening. More times than not, you would <laughs> see the camera, like the blue line, instead would chop down the middle of your TV. So you don't see anything past like the face-off circle and you see the red line while a team is on the power play. And then they do a, a, a you know, a one-timer from the points. Mm-hmm. No idea. You no never idea. see it. You're waiting, for the, you're waiting for the announcer to call a goal and then, you know, yeah, it's terrible. So bad. They need to put some effort into it. So hopefully starting tonight at the Dollar Loan Center, I'm going to try to watch the live stream and see what that's all about. Yeah, I think I'm, gonna, I'm either going to be at tonight's or, or tomorrow's game. I, I, I'm going to go to one of my don't know. Please let the up. fans know they really want to. Get, you're you're the most popular VGK fan right now, so we appreciate everyone tuning in. Uh, look at that bitter beer face face. Uh, don't forget, starting on Monday, we're back to five days a week, Monday through Friday. It means early calls for myself and Golic. We're always up anyway. We might as well do something productive. We appreciate all you listening, watching, especially our everydayers, the folks that really make us tick. And again, we'll be back on Monday for my man, Chris Golic. I'm Tony Cardasco from Las Vegas. Have a great weekend. Hope you check out the rookie face-off and hockey's regular season, camp, everything. Next week's camp for VGK. A lot happening. And you'll find out about stuff right here on Locked On Golden Knights. Have a great week. Take care.